Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Erica here for another episode for you. And this one is a solo episode. And I'll be honest, I'm actually a little bit nervous for this episode. I rarely get nervous hosting podcasts and giving interviews. It's my zone of genius. I love it. I enjoy it. I think I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> you can tell me otherwise. But for this episode, I've decided I'm going to do something I really haven't done before. I get questions all the time. And I just haven't really dedicated an entire episode on me, on me, my journey, who I am, how I got here. And I thought I would just answer all those questions I've been getting and just kind of share with you guys my story. I know those of you that follow me on Instagram, uh, at Beauty in the Vlog, still Beauty in the Vlog over there. If you don't follow me there, uh, definitely head over and say hi. And, you know, you see snippets of my life. I, sh I share a little bit here on the podcast, but my focus has always been my guests and sharing their stories and bringing their successes and their experiences to you. It hasn't really been about me. And that's why after 150 episodes, I haven't really shared a lot of the things that I'm going to be sharing today. But I know that there's a lot of you out there that could be inspired by my story. And that's why I've decided to share it. And so you get to know me a little bit more and where I'm coming from and my perspectives on things. And so I'm just going to kind of start from the beginning and lead up to, I'm not really sure where this is going to be honest, <laughs> but I hope you enjoy it regardless. Let me know. Let me know if you like this on uh, in my Facebook group or Instagram. And I have a huge announcement and you probably know it's coming for those of you on the bootcamp waitlist. You've already got this, but the bootcamp is officially opening opening up its doors exactly three weeks from today on May 30th. Woohoo! I have been talking about this for a while. The last time I opened up my doors to the boot camp was August 30th. So that was March, April, nine months ago. Yeah. So when I say the, the boot camp doesn't open up that often, I really mean it. <laughs> I'm not just saying that. And at this point, there is a pretty good chance I'm not going to be doing a boot camp like this, where I'm so involved, so in there. So if you have listened to my podcast from day one, and you've been part of the crew here, and you've been thinking about doing the boot camp since you know last year or whatever, maybe you're brand new and brand new to, to hearing about the YouTube boot camp then know that this is probably the last one that I'm going to be doing like this, where I'm, where I'm so involved and so much of a part of it. And so I'm really excited about it. I'm lining up some such good guests, you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. So if you want to join the boot camp, enrollment opens up May 30th. I am capping it to 120 people. So the first 120 people that enroll are going to be getting those spots. I have to keep it at a certain size just because I want to maintain the experience for everybody involved. And that's what it is. It's an experience. So as the weeks come on, uh, you know, you'll get some more information if you are on the waitlist, ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp. So make sure you head over there and add your name to the waitlist if uh, you aren't there already. And we've got lots of people on that waitlist. And so I do anticipate the spots are going to be, uh, will definitely fill up just as they have in the past. And so I'm really, really, really excited. I'm just really excited to do it. I love doing the boot camp, and I'm excited for the time to finally be here. All right. So, wow, now we're going to talk about me. <laughs> I'm not used to this. Okay. So my name is Erica, and I'm actually uh, from Los Angeles. I actually was born in Orange County, and so from the OC originally, and um, grew up actually in a city called Claremont, which is not in Orange County. So I was born in Orange County there for a little while, and then my parents moved out, uh, and we grew up in Claremont. 
and great, you know, great childhood. I have wonderful parents. I have um, two amazing younger sisters. And then I left for college. I went to Loyola Marymount University here in LA. Go Lions. <laughs> and I studied, I was a double major in communications and Spanish. So I'm actually half Mexican. My mother is Mexican from Mexico. So Spanish was her first language. So I had part of that culture that I wanted to really explore and just uh, perfect my Spanish more. And so I decided to add that dual major in there. And I was actually able to live in Mexico for a summer and study there. It was a really cool experience. Uh, so in, in summer when I was in college, I also met my husband in college and we've been together. We just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary. I can't believe it. And But we've been together, I don't even know how many years. It's been a long time since I was literally a junior in college. So yeah. We've been together a really, really long time. So I was in, uh, yeah, I was in college. I graduated. I actually graduated um, valedictorian nominee. I don't even. I was nominated for valedictorian. There's like a group of people, one person from every different school, and I was one of the nominees. So that was an awesome honor, and I was magna cum laude and all that. So I graduated, and I knew that I wanted to get into real estate. I had always loved uh, the real estate, just the real estate industry. It just appealed to me. I thought I was going to do residential. And then I ended up, actually, I ended up crashing USC's, um, I crashed their job fair. And because I'll be honest, at the time, LMU's wasn't that great. And everyone knew that USC had a great job fair. So I kind of crashed it. <laughs> and I, that's where I met my future employer. I went into uh, commercial real estate. So I wasn't thinking I was going to do commercial real estate. I thought I was going to do residential. And then I decided to go that route. Commercial real estate was probably the best training of my life. And I'll backtrack a little bit. I always also knew that I wanted to do something in, in sales. I, in, my first job actually was working in retail at Nordstrom's. I worked in Brass Plum and I worked there every summer while I was in college. And now I can't remember if I started when I was in high school or if I started when I was in college. So I can't exactly remember. Another job that I had that I hated and I vowed never to work in the food industry was I worked at Jamba Juice for a semester. And I know this sounds random, but I'm left-handed and they had everything set up for right being right-handed and I sucked at that job. I think and I think I quit. I don't think I was fired, but I just sucked. I sucked. I sucked at it because I, I could never get it right. The position of like, it, it's a, it had to be specifically like lined up because, you know, you, you had 30 kids at a time wanting smoothies and I just, I just always messed up, but I did learn how to make really good smoothies. And so I did work at Drama Juice when I was at school. And I had a bunch of other internships. I thought I wanted to do PR. Um, so I, I did some internships there. I thought I wanted to be like a news person. So I had a radio show. I, I did lots of different things in college. But anyways, I always kind of back my mind knew I wanted to get into something related to, to sales. Just because that job at Nordstrom, I loved it. I loved working with people and helping them uh, fine clothes. I just had so much fun. I, I looked forward to, to it every summer. I worked during the sales, the anniversary sales, the half yearly sales, and it was fun. And I was making money and I'm like, this is awesome. You mean the harder I work, the more money I make? That's a, such a great concept. So I, I love that. And then I went into, um, so then after I graduated, I ended up doing commercial real estate. And like I was saying before, the training was incredible. Basically, you jump in and you learn how to swim. They threw, I, I, I so my role was to basically sell um, apartments, uh, multifamily. So large apartment buildings that ranged anywhere from a million to actually my largest deal was $38 million. And so just starting out though, you're just making cold calls. Literally, I made 60 to 80 cold calls a day. 
And it's kind of a thing where most people don't last more than a few months. Uh, but the people that do last, like, you know, you get incredible training and just training on, I, I just learned so many things. Rejection was huge. Like I learned not to let rejection get in my way because I was rejected multiple times an hour, you know? So if like rejection, it was like, eh, whatever, just another one. And um, eventually you kind of graduate out of doing all those cold calls and you're more focusing on your deals and, and networking and doing things like that. But I mean, that, that, it, but even as you you expand in, in that career, you still face a lot of rejection. And then also the other thing I learned too was just not being intimidated because I was at the time, you know, a 20, how old do you mean graduate college? Like 22? Tw yeah, it's like 21, 22, 23. And I was out there talking with and negotiating with, you know, much older men who own multi, multi-million dollar building. So I learned not to be intimidated at all. So I just learned a lot. It was a great training ground. And I actually thought at the time that I was going to be in real estate for the rest of my life. Like I thought this was it. This is amazing. And then over time it got, I got, a, there are different reasons. I got a little burned out. They're just kind of different things that didn't sit well with me in the industry. Things to me a little bit shady. Um, also the, the real estate market kind of took a dive, it crashed. And then I just like, you know what? I got burned out and I, I was done. So at that point I was done, but I had done really well. I had sold well over 50 something, $55 million worth of property in the time that I spent working in commercial real estate. And so I felt really good about what I had accomplished and what I had done. And I think I was ready at that time to move on. I was ready just to pivot. There were, I, there were elements of it that I loved, but at the same time, there were things that I felt like I wasn't fully um, embracing every part of me. So, because um, it was very much about the sell, about the sell. And I, 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 after a while, that just got old. Like to me, there was more to life than that. And so I just was kind of trying to figure out my next move, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then my sister had started this clothing line and I was kind of looking for something to do, something to sink my teeth into. And so her and I decided to join forces. She brought me on and then we basically launched this clothing line uh, which was licensed apparel for women. Uh, he, for, so basically, our clothing was sold at sports stadiums, uh, like the Clippers. We worked with the Clippers, the Lakers, the Kings, uh, the Warriors, and also universities. So we got licenses uh, from the different universities, and we basically sold, you know, manufactured clothing for that. So that was also an amazing experience. It, I mean, we, neither one of us knew anything about the apparel industry and we basically got a crash course in the apparel industry, uh, which was absolutely incredible. So those of you that are, I know a lot of you guys are listening, maybe can relate to parts of my stories and, and all that. But if any of you are in the apparel industry and the manufacturing side, then you know, I mean, it's it's crazy. We were at Magic, the trade shows. We, um, my role was to do kind of the sales. So I was at all the, the trade shows. Um, uh, I can't remember the names of them. I was in Phoenix, Vegas multiple times a year, at least like four times a year in Vegas because we didn't just do Magic. We did other trade shows, uh, one in San Diego, the ones here at the, um, at, at the CalMart in LA. That's where our showroom was. So we did all the trade shows and then we also traveled to all the universities, you know, selling our stuff, not selling it there, but working with the buyers at the universities. So, and then my sister more handled the manufacturing side. So she was the one working with our factories. We actually were really proud of the fact that we, uh, we really want to manufacture our stuff here in the U.S. And eventually we were able to manufacture, had a manufacturer here uh, in the U.S., so she handled kind of the design and that aspect of it. And I handled the sales aspect of it. And it, same thing, it was just kind of scrappy, kind of learning everything and figuring it out. And we did, I mean, we did really well. We, it's like for two girls that knew nothing about the apparel industry, we landed some pretty tough deals and um, tough to get deals and contracts and licenses. And I also, one thing I learned too that was really important in our uh in our uh, journey there was 
having some really great mentors. Like we got, we were really fortunate. We had some amazing mentors. Our showroom manager kind of took us under his wing. Um, I, we had another ma- um, mentor that introduced us to different manufacturers, just different things that they were so incredible and really helped us. Because in that industry, you've got to, you've got to know someone. You have to. It's just, you have to figure it out and manage the ropes. And so we were really blessed uh, to just meet some really cool people that took us under their wings and showed us different, uh, showed us the ropes, essentially. And so we did that for quite a while. I can't even remember, four years or so. And I mean, we, we did it all. We had the photo shoots, the line sheets. I mean, we did it all. And same thing. Like uh, there was one point I remember my sister and I had both fi- finished with some kind of um, thing. We did it. Uh, UC San Diego, no, San Diego State, somewhere in San Diego, San Diego State, UC San, what's SDSU? I think it was San Diego State. Yes. And we both were just exhausted. We were so just tired. We were, um, and Part of me was doing this because I really, it was really my sister's dream and vision. Like I wasn't like super passionate about the apparel industry or having an apparel line, but I did love the idea of having my own business and running it and running it with my sister. And I really wanted to help and support her in her dream. And I was kind of keeping on doing it for her in a way. And then we just kind of had a really good conversation where she was just like, she's like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over this. I'm like, oh my God, you are? So am I. <laughs> I'm only doing it because you're doing it. And so we were just like really burnt out. It, it, was, it was like we had to get to that point at that moment where it was like, okay, for us to get to this next level, like we were going to have to to really make some serious decisions and changes that were going to like affect our lives like moving forward and big moves. And we both knew that. And I think in the back of our minds, we both realized that wasn't what we wanted to do. And so we made the decision then and there to just and like sell everything. So we we sold everything, and it was it was really great. It was it was good for both of us. My sister, who um, some of you might know if you follow me on Instagram, if you've been part of my program, she is a, an influencer now. So what's crazy is that she after that started really kind of taking her Instagram account seriously and doing other things in the fitness world, and then she blew up. And she's truly in her life's purpose. You know, as I'm uh, recording this episode, she just got done being in China so she can uh, manufacture her own yoga mats. And so um, she's a fitness influencer, Action Jacqueline on Instagram. So she's got over half a million followers there. And so she really blossomed after we decided to stop (laughs) our clothing line, which is crazy. And so... um, at that point, I was just like not sure what I want to do either. Like I felt like I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate. It's like you feel like, okay, like I'm trying, I'm doing different things and they seem to work, but I'm just not sure if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Is this aligning with my purpose and aligning with who I am and my talents and all that? And I was I was kind of lost after that. I was just like, okay, now what do I do? And so uh I was working in corporate America. I, I, I kind of got back into not, not commercial real estate, um, being like a commercial real estate agent like I was before, but I got back into the industry just because I needed a job. I needed to do something. I needed to make some money and I wanted to kind of, um, I just had to do something, right? Because I just didn't know. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I always knew in the back of my mind I wanted to be a business owner, entrepreneur, but I just didn't know. So I found out actually a really great job. I felt really fortunate. I worked in um, kind of in the 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 real estate industry type thing, and so it did require me to drive a lot because I wasn't I wasn't sales, and I had a large sales territory of you know um, Southern California all the way up to Fresno and Nevada. So I was driving a lot in that job. And it gave me a lot of time to think <laughs> and listen to a lot of podcasts. That's when I first started listening to podcasts. And I listened to a lot. I really, I listened to a lot of podcasts on a to- so many different industries. Uh, but I'd say the two that I really focus on, like two industries is like health. I'm super into health. And so I loved uh, Bulletproof Radio, Dave Asprey's podcast. I love that kind of stuff. Like 
biohacking and body or whatever, you know, all that stuff and um, diet and exercise. And and then I, at the same time, I was listening to a lot of business podcasts like uh, John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire or Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income. I would listen to those podcasts like for hours a day because I would be driving the streets of LA for hours a day. And I was just always trying to think of like, what can I do? What can I do? Um, and just being inspired, just knowing that like, I just knew in the back of my mind I was going to do something in business, just do something. I just didn't know what. And at the same time of all this, and I think, now I actually totally forgot to, to, to mention this, but at the same time, I think this was, this was post, okay, now I'm jumping back. I've done a lot of stuff, you guys. This was post, so, okay, we're talking about past the clothing line, but this was post- my real estate. So between real estate and the clothing line, and like while I was doing the clothing line also, I dabbled in acting, <laughs> thinking I wanted to be an actor. I I did musical theater growing up and I always loved being on stage. I live in LA. So I've always kind of gone out and had an agent and gone for auditions for commercials and things like that. So I was like, well, you know what, if I'm going to, if I'm going to really kind of study acting and do that whole thing, then maybe I should just do it now. And so I took a, and when I do something, I like to go all in on it. So I took a, I went to a very well-respected acting institution here in Los Angeles called the Baron Brown Studio. And I studied the Meisner acting technique. I studied it for like over a year and a half, like really seriously, like two or three, was it twice a week, three times a week uh, at like three hours a class and doing a lot of scene work and just learning a lot about this acting technique. And at the same time, I was going on auditions. I was, you know, doing that whole thing. And then eventually after like a few years of, of being in the Hollywood, the grind and the audition thing, I was just like, I was just like over it. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can see this be my end all be all. I was, you know, I was on a few commercials. I was even on the Spanish channel. I mean, I was on a few different commercials. I did different red carpets and things like that. But Ultimately, I decided that, like, I think the acting thing was just kind of like, I think I, I, I'm okay with not doing that. So, fast forward, I'm working in this corporate job. I'm driving around, and I, at the same time, the reason I bring up the acting thing too is because, because of acting, I've always super been into makeup, and I've loved makeup at you know, since high school, my, I, one of my favorite things about being on stage was the fact that I got to like get a bunch of makeup <laughs> and do my makeup. And so I love YouTube and watching YouTube makeup. That's how I was first introduced to YouTube. I was first introduced to YouTube because I needed to do makeup for Halloween. And it was, I was Cleopatra and I looked up at Cleopatra, uh, kind of, I was actually, I think I was looking for photos and I ended up finding this video and it was Candy Johnson doing, um, makeup and it was Cleopatra makeup. I'm like, oh my God, like, wow, this is cool. And then that was my gateway drug to the world of YouTube and watching makeup videos. So I got super into watching makeup videos. I loved it. And the whole kind of like this YouTube thing really fascinated me. Especially people like Candy Joss Johnson, I felt it was like really fascinating to me. And I watched her. I watched Emily Noel. I watched uh, Marlena from Makeup Geek. I watched Pix uh, Pixie Woo. I watched a whole bunch of them. And I'm like, it's just crazy. And then I would see how they would continue to grow and grow and get different opportunities. And then it, it just, the, the light bulb went off one day. And I'm like, these stories need to be told. You know, these stories need to be told about these YouTubers. Like, this is fascinating. This is, this is going to be the future, right? And so this was back in, I think when I had this idea was back in 2014. And so I sat on it for a little bit and I was at the same time because I was working in this corporate environment and I, I just always have to have something creative that I'm doing. I, I needed an outlet because this corporate environment was very corporate. And it's, like I said, it didn't encompass every aspect of me that I knew was there. And so 
I sat on this idea for a while and then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do a podcast. So I actually signed up for John Lee Dumas. He had like a podcast course. I signed up for it because I knew nothing about the technology, nothing about it. And then I signed up for it and then I kind of went through and I did it. I launched my podcast and I cold emailed a bunch of people and said, hi, I'm, I'm launching a podcast and it'd be really cool to interview you. It's all about YouTubers and can you be on? <laughs> I didn't, I was like, okay. And I sent out a lot of emails because being in sales and, and knowing, you know, knowing what you got to do, a lot of times you you got to get, you know, 80 no's before you, you get 10 yeses. So I think I sent out hundreds of emails, no joke. I, I spent a lot of time sending them out and sending them out. And I remember, you know, one of my first interviews was with Melanie Murphy, who is now a huge YouTuber. At the time, she had just gotten 100,000 subscribers. And I remember when we had the interview, she was so gracious and so sweet. And she's like, I can't believe you actually want to interview me. Like, I'm like just uh, this girl from Ireland. Like, and I was like, but what you're doing is so amazing and so fascinating and so great. And of course, she's a big YouTuber now. And same thing with so many of the women that I interviewed were just so gracious and so just grateful for somebody being interested in them. Carissa Pukas, Amanda Ensing, um, I mean, so many. Shruti Anad, who's now huge. Uh, Janine Amapola. I mean, they were just so sweet. And at the time, most of them had a couple hundred thousand subscribers or maybe 300, 400,000 subscribers. And it's so amazing uh, to, to see that, like kind of what I predicted would happen. These people are major superstars. But at the time, nobody was wanting to talk to them. Like nobody cared. Uh, not that nobody cared, but they didn't, they weren't really asked that. Almost everyone was like, this is the first podcast I've ever been on. Like, how do I even like share this? Like, I don't even like podcasting was still kind of new. This was 2015. And so I, I launched this podcast. I have no, I have no following anywhere. I mean, I just like, well, I hope people are into this. And I had a feeling they would be because my whole idea was, well, you know, if, if Melanie Murphy or Janine Amapola, if they share it, then I'm hoping their people are going to want to listen to it. And that's, that's what happened. And so I was able to kind of grow an audience that way of my amazing guests sharing it with their audiences. And it was really cool. I mean, I was like, oh, this is, this is neat. And so I, I launched the podcast really just for, for an outlet. Did I know what I was going to do with it? No, I had no idea. Uh, did I have plans to monetize it? No, not really. I was actually, you know, in, in, in the hole for it because I had to buy all the equipment and all my time and all that stuff. So I wasn't making any money on it. I didn't really have plans to at the time. I knew that if this was going to take off, that there would be opportunities in the future. But my sole focus really was on creating this really cool experience for my listeners. Like that was my focus. And I think like even like a few years into it is when I opened up the Facebook group. So, I mean, it was pretty slow going at the beginning. And I also took a pretty long break when I had my first daughter. I think it took like eight months off. I took a long time. So I had started the podcast with maybe 30, 30 episodes. And you guys, this, these, these stats might be totally off, but um, I can't remember exactly how many episodes I had. And then when I had my daughter, I took a bunch of time off. And then I came back uh, maybe about six months after my daughter was born. So I took six to seven months, maybe longer. So I definitely took some time off and I came back and, and this whole time I'm, you know, still working and stuff. Cause obviously podcast isn't making me any money. And so I came back and I just kind of continued recording episodes. I didn't really have any plans. I didn't have any plans for the podcast at all other than I was really enjoying what I was doing I was genuinely enjoying it I every interview I looked forward to it every time I had an opportunity to go to different events influencer events I got onto the list of a bunch of different PR lists and I was invited to a bunch of different things I really genuinely just enjoyed it I enjoyed it because I love interacting with people being around people especially creative people uh, people that love what they do. And so I 
I really just was just enjoying it. And over time, I got to meet a lot of people. And so a lot of the guests became friends of mine. Uh, some to this day that are I'm super, super close to. I talk, you know, some daily, some weekly, and just got to know a lot of people. And I would eventually, I would, I would help them with their channels. They would ask me questions like, what do you think about this? And I would give them feedback and then it would work. And they're like, oh, wow, can you, like, what do you think about this? And then, although I wasn't really a YouTuber, I had a lot of knowledge from having interviewed so many people. I also think on top of that, I have a lot of knowledge from a sales and marketing perspective. And so much of YouTube is about how you market what you're doing, how you package exactly what you're doing so that you can attract the right people. So I, I have a pretty uh, a deep understanding of that. And I brought that perspective to uh, my friends, you know, and they were seeing results and they're like, wow, that's really cool. And also my audience started to ask me questions. You know, loyal listeners that have been with me since day one or, you know, day 30 or day 90. <laughs> I mean, I've been, at this point, I have a lot of episodes and people that, you know, would ask me and say, hey, would you mind like checking out my channel? And I would get so many emails and DMs. And for a lot of people, I would, I would be like, yeah, sure. Okay. You should do this or that and that. And I'd email people and people respond back and be like, oh my God, I did that. And guess what? This video did really well. And guess what? Like you put me on a trajectory to do something like this. And now I'm at here. And so I was like, awesome. Right. And so I would get a lot of people asking me to help them with their channels. And I kind of, I, I dipped into it a little bit and I was like, okay. And I, I was, I was a little hesitant, but the, I, I did. And when I would help people, they would, they would get results. They would feel really good about their channels and they would have a renewed sense of purpose and a renewed sense of uh, their path and a clear direction, clarity in what they were doing. And so I would get really good feedback. And then I had my second daughter and I took another break from the podcast. And I remember things happen for all you moms out there. A lot of times it's like you make some pretty serious decisions when you have kids and I don't know, it just does something to you. And so my, I had my second daughter and then I've, I vividly remember this memory and I remember thinking, okay, I was, I remember this, I was making my bed and, and ironically, I was making the bed that I hadn't slept in. <laughs> I mean, I was in it, but I hadn't actually slept in it because I was up all night with the babies uh, and making the bed and actually feeling like really grateful that I had 30 minutes that I could actually clean up the my bedroom. And I think my husband and the baby or I don't know, I had my in-laws here or something. I had like a little break. And for those of you that are moms that have like you know, going through those first month, two months, like, oh my God, you're just lucky to take a shower and, and go to the bathroom. And so, and I remember starting to think about things and thinking, if I'm, if I'm going to continue with this podcast, I need to, I need to make it bigger. Like it needs to be bigger. I need to help more people. And it was just something that hit me. And it was, it was actually a really powerful feeling. And I don't know what, you know, what, what, what it was, maybe hormones or something. But I was like, do you know what I'm going to make? And this was, my daughter was born Labor Day of 2017. And so this was around kind of a couple months after she was born. And I was like, I'm going to make 2018 the year that I, I, I really impact a lot of people. Like I really help people. And and I had, because I had also realized too that I really, really loved when I did get the opportunity to really help people on a one-on-one -on -one basis, sit down with them. I just got into like a flow state, like my zone of genius. I just really, really loved it. I really loved it. And I felt that I had this instinctive feeling that I was meant to be doing this on an even bigger scale, like helping even more people. I just had that feeling. And so I had made that decision when I was making the bed. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make 2018 the year that 
I finally create a course. Because I had so many people asking me, don't you offer a course? Will you do something? And I said, do you know what? No more excuses. No more putting it off. I'm going to do it. And the thing is for me too is that what I realize now is that I had things that were holding me back, my own self-imposed limiting beliefs that were holding me back. Like I kind of felt like almost imposter syndrome in a way. Like, yes, I knew that I had an incredible amount of knowledge. I knew that I had a knack and an ability for understanding what needs to happen for someone to have a success on YouTube. I know and understand what it takes to have screen presence, what it takes to have charisma. I like I knew all that, but at the same time, I've had these self-imposed limiting beliefs that I'm not a YouTuber. Like I am not one of those people that has a YouTube channel all about growing a YouTube. <laughs> I have a podcast about growing a YouTube, but I didn't have a YouTube channel. So I think part of that always held me back from like officially coming out and being like, hey, I'm going to have this course, right? Even though deep down I knew I was way more qualified and not more qualified, but I was 100% qualified than I gave myself credit for. But there was still that part of me that just like was was holding me back. It's that, that limiting beliefs, right? And it was at that moment when I said, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. Like I listened to my gut. And I think that's a lesson learned too, is that a lot of times you get your in your own way and you don't listen to your gut. Because my gut was always telling me like, I'm really good at this. I, I know I can really help people. Whether it's traditional in the way that I've gotten here, right? Maybe it's not, I haven't grown a YouTube channel personally. I've grown other people's, but I haven't grown my own YouTube channel. Like, hey, I did it and so can you, right? I haven't done that. I, you know, I tend to zig when other people zag. Like, I, I, I thought about starting a beauty YouTube channel way back in the day when I was like super into YouTube and, and, and watching YouTubers, but I was like, I always like to do something different. And that's when I started the podcast, interviewing YouTubers. Um, and so I I was like, this is not the traditional way that that you would expect you'd start a YouTube course. But I I had I did know and realize I'm well, I'm uh well beyond qualified to do this. And so I did it. I I announced it beginning of January 2018. I think I officially opened the doors in February and I was floored by the number of women that responded and signed up. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Now I have to do it. No, I actually was super excited. So, I mean, and so I did it and it was like, it was the most crazy and thrilling and scary, you know, four months. And it was, I mean, the first bootcamp was, it's just my first boot camp. And for those of you that went through it, you guys know how much I love you and adore you. And I just love seeing where you're at today too. Um, cause you guys, you know, you guys were one of the first ones in there and I gave, and I gave my all my everything. And I, I do that for all my boot campers. And it was an amazing experience. It was almost magical in a way. And I, I really, when I was starting to get the women commenting in the Facebook groups and saying like how this experience has changed their lives. And some of the comments, they still give me chills now. And, and I realized that this was, this was it. Like this was what I was supposed to be doing. And I, I, I I just got the confidence and I knew it. I'm like, I'm, this is it. I need to be doing this. I need to be helping more and more and more people. And so, you know, the first bootcamp wrapped up and then I added a bunch of different things and just added even more lessons and modules and did a bunch of stuff and then launched a second bootcamp with even more people. And, and it was just, it was just amazing. And what I realized over time was that 
what I actually had thought was a negative or a disadvantage was actually an advantage. Because instead of spending like hours and hours or weeks or months or years building my own channel and, and really focusing on myself, my time, those hours and hours and, and weeks and months and years has been spent working with other women on their channels and behind the scenes with them on their channels. And I talk to my private clients, coaching clients. I talk to my boot campers multiple times a day. And I know their struggles. I know their victories. I, and I know it from so many different types of women, not just my own, not just my own experience. I know it from so many different people, people that are just out of high school, people that are in their 50s, people that are veterans, people that are brand new, people that um, have an exact idea of what they want, people who have no clue what they want, people who are in the right niche for them and don't know it, people that are in the wrong niche for them and don't know it, people that are trying to switch niches but can't figure out what to do. I mean, the types <laughs> of, of backgrounds and experiences that the people that I I and blessed to be able to help and support in the bootcamp with my clients is so varied and so vast. And I've even helped a few dudes too. There have been some guys sign up for uh, the bootcamp and you guys know who you are and I love you guys too. And it's just truly been, it's been eye-opening to me when I realize that's my unfair advantage is I haven't been solely focused on my own channel. I've been focusing on so many other people's channels. And as a result, I was able to create my course, my blueprint for YouTube success, not based on my own journey, but based on the journeys of so many women. And so that I'm even more confident that it works because it's worked on so many different types of people, so many different types of women of different ages, from different countries, from different uh, from different cultures, different looks, different sizes, different abilities, all of that. And it's like, wow, this, this really, really works. And so it's, it's been an amazing journey to get to this point. And I have so many plans for the future. I have so many plans of just doing, uh, just really making this bigger and expanding even larger and helping. It really comes down to helping more and more women, especially to see their dreams realized and see this little seed that sometimes this idea that starts as a little seed, right? And you get this little idea of like, oh, should I start a YouTube channel? That sounds crazy. No, I shouldn't. And you go back and forth. Kind of like how I did about, you know, starting a podcast or starting this course. You kind of come up with all the reasons not to. And, and sometimes that takes over. You know, sometimes that negative Nancy voice will take over and you won't actually do it. But then sometimes you got to get over yourself and you got to do a gut check and say, do you know what? I'm going to do this because I have a good feeling about it. I might not be the right person per se, or I might not be the more the traditional person that would do something like this. But do you know what? There's... I I'm feeling it in my gut that I'm meant to be doing this. And once I got out of my own way, I was able to now help hundreds of women. And the women that now are celebrating 100,000 subscribers or half a million subscribers or even like 50,000 subscribers or 10,000 subscribers, they might not have gotten there if I hadn't have offered them this boot camp experience or my coaching. And so a lot of times I'm realized I need to get out of my own way. And it was a really good lesson for me. I'm still in it. I'm still in the middle of it, right? It's still, uh, everything's a work in progress, learning about new things all the time. Now I'm here expanding and scaling an online business, which, you know, there's so many incredible things that I've learned as well and ups and downs with that. But, you know, it's been, it's been an, a, an amazing journey. And I've had people ask me like, Erica, why don't, why don't you start a YouTube channel? And it's something that at some point I, I do want to, and I do see myself on YouTube, but right now 
my focus really is on my boot camp and my private clo- my private clients. And the reality is, is that if I were to do a, a channel, it would take a lot of time away from that. Um, and same thing even with the podcast. You know, I would, I would, if I did a channel, like I would have to maybe not do the podcast just because I have my two young daughters and I only have so much time before I go crazy. Even as it is, I, I work a lot, right? And so I, I see myself being on YouTube. I don't necessarily see myself being on YouTube talking about how to grow a YouTube channel. I see, I have different ideas of things that I would do, but that's down the line because right now I really, I'm in a good groove right now with helping my boot campers, helping you guys, sharing my knowledge, sharing my expertise, and really making a difference in your lives. And I love doing this. Like, I love it. My, I have to say my, my, some of my favorite times are my group coaching sessions where I get to do my, you know, my, um, our calls and I get to chat with you guys, my boot campers. And those of you guys listening, you know who you are. And also I love my one-on-one calls with my coaching clients. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly, I feel like I've gone through all these different things in my life and my career to take me where I am right now. Right? I never would have thought that spending over a year and a half <laughs> taking a Meisner acting <laughs> technique pro- course program in Santa Monica and doing all this work there would have actually helped me in something. <laughs> I never would have put the two and two together, but I bring so much from that experience to my coaching. And same thing with all my marketing ability that I've had for, you know, kind of done for years and communications and all that. And I bring that into, you know, strategy and coming up with titles and topics and your niche and this whole thing. You just never know. Things in your life really do have a way of unfolding very interestingly and beautifully. And it's like this whole orchestra of all these different components coming together and making a beautiful symphony. And it's, for me, it's like, gosh, when I think about it, I'm like, I think I was just meant to go through all those things, all those up and downs, all those pivots of, am I supposed to be doing this? I don't feel like this is me and doing the clothing line and doing the real estate and driving over LA, going to meetings for work and all that stuff, right? It's like, it was meant to lead me here. And I really feel like this is, this is where I'm supposed to land. And, you know, who knows what the future has in store, but I feel really, really good about where I'm at right now. So, wow. That was like, I didn't really know what I was going to talk about other than I was going to talk about me, but that got, yeah, you guys kind of know my, my whole story. So I'd love for you to just DM me, email me, and, you know, let me know if if you resonated with anything I talked about today. If uh, anything through my journey, uh, maybe, I don't know if it inspired you or just you related to it or anything. I would just love to hear from you. Um, yeah, this is me being being personal <laughs> and vulnerable and open and all that stuff. And so this was fun. <laughs> and I look forward to hearing your feedback. And of course, plug for the boot camp. You guys, I'm so, so, so excited about it. Plus, as a special kickoff for the boot camp, I'm doing a free YouTube masterclass. It's part of the reason why it's been so delayed is because I have really taking my time on creating this incredible free masterclass for you guys. And regardless if you want to join the bootcamp or not, that's free for you. And I encourage everybody to keep your eyes peeled because that's going to be happening the end of May. The doors to the bootcamp are rolling May 30th. Mark your calendars, get ready, be pumped, and I will see you guys next week. Without hesitation, I signed up for Erica's boot camp this year and it just wrapped up recently and it seriously changed my life. Because of this boot camp, I was able to capitalize on a current trend and gain over 10,000 views on one of my videos. 
Before this bootcamp, I was lucky if I could get 100 views. Bootcamp is for you if you, like I was, are putting a lot of time and effort into your channel without seeing tangible results. I even hit my goal of 5,000 subscribers during the bootcamp, growing almost 2,000 subscribers in just 90 days. You know, during the bootcamp, I had some breakthroughs and gained, I don't know how many subscribers in one month, I think 10,000 from the bootcamp. During the time of the bootcamp, one of my videos even hit 70,000 views and I surpassed 1,000 subscribers. I have created relationships where I will be friends with people for life. My channel is at 18,400 subscribers now. I have increased my watch time by about 30 or 40 seconds, which is awesome. I feel kind of like an SEO genius now, and I feel like my videos have a better quality to them overall. I feel like taking this boot camp helped me to really niche down and find that one area that I was super passionate about making videos about. I started this boot camp with only 9,000 and 138 subscribers. Now I have 11,375 subscribers and it's just growing each and every day thanks to Erica. Even after the first week I knew that the bootcamp was one of the, do you know what, the best decision I had ever made for myself let alone just my YouTube channel. Do you work really hard on your YouTube channel, listen to all the marketing experts and do all the hacks, tricks and strategies but are just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does the platform seem overwhelming with a lot to learn? And are you yearning for a community of people who understand your vision of being a YouTube influencer? Hi, I'm Erica Vieira. And if you answered yes to any of those questions, I want you to seriously consider the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp. You will be joining the hundreds of bootcampers who have discovered their unique niche and have clarity with their purpose on YouTube. This isn't just another course about YouTube. This is an experience and an opportunity for you to really discover your unique purpose and niche on YouTube, which will translate into views, subscribers, and most importantly, influence and impact. Let me change your life, or at least let me change your YouTube channel for the better. Go to ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist so you are first to be notified when I open enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp.